blockchain boys. Um, What's up, you guys? We got new blockchain boy, newly minted, fully uh, promoted blockchain boy, Snakeskin Dubai on the program. It's just me and me and Snakeskin. Yeah, slithering through. What's up? Just um, just growing down, you know. <laughs> um, two Southside boys making good in the world. Exactly. So, uh, well, uh, we got to talk about it because it's the first episode we've talked about. Uh, once again, probably for the last time, I promise. But we got to talk about WeWork just a bit. Uh, <laughs> just acknowledge the fact that uh, they have rescinded their IPO. Adam Newman is stepping down. Um, I actually haven't looked into this, but um, I don't know what the ownership of the buildings he owns, what, what his relationship to those still is. Um, but uh, it's looking bad for WeWork. Uh, seems like it's just kind of imploding for the entire company. Uh, Damn, I was really hoping that they would get to take over the uh, Bank of Italy building. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, it just goes to show that the system works, uh, that if you um, dedicate... It absolutely does. Every public appearance you make to saying that your company is an obvious scam, eventually investors will kind of pick up on that and if you only let cool people come over to your place <laughs> cool people like jamie diamond Masayoshi San, yeah. the coolest chillers in the world uh yeah so um goodbye to adam newman uh we hardly knew ye hope your vibes do you well uh yeah the king is dead long live the king so what else is going on? Uh, I hear there's a presidential race. Um, yeah, some allegedly. I yeah, mean, it's so, it, it's looking weird. Like you know, there's, there's been a lot of controversy around um, Sky uh, Bernard Sanders, or as his close personal friends call him, Bernie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um. Yeah, you might have heard of him. Most volunteers to sign up in a week or whatever. Uh, so. He had a heart attack. Should we start there? I mean, Where do I don't you even want to spend time on that. My, like, my dad literally got the same operation a few months ago, and he's doing great. He can still kick your ass. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't really care about it that much either. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I, think it, everyone, I think everyone's over it now. It seems like it, he's fine, and everyone's yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I feel like the media is still trying to glob onto it just a little bit, keeps bringing it up. Like, oh, yeah, I think people were afraid, and then they're not anymore. I mean, Dick Cheney's still alive, for Christ's sake. Seriously, oh my God. So, who gives a shit, really? Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, like Bernie, kind of seem he seems like one of the most lucid people on stage, especially next to Biden. Oh yeah, definitely. I it's. It is genuinely frustrating how I, I feel like there is like, I know this term is used a lot these days, but there's genuinely seems to be a media gaslighting operation with, in terms of uh, Biden's lucidity. Oh, absolutely. Well, it's the same thing with Trump really. Cause like, you know, um, in attempting to like summarize what Trump says at like one of his rallies, they usually like, make him sound like much more rhetorically gifted than he actually is. Yeah. You know? Well, you know, at least he takes uppers. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. Alle <laughs> nah. <laughs> Some, many people are alleging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My man's on some chems. Like, yeah, it's really funny how we just take his word for it that he's, that he's completely sober there's there's no way like i you know zero percent chance. well it's another that's another holdover chance. of like um uh u.s press deference to politicians uh that yeah goes, that still goes on where it's just like well he says he's so it's like no one's sober in washington uh yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like everyone it's like the biggest open secret that like every person in congress is like doing crazy shit and uh, yet, except for maybe like mitt romney 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's certain ones. I don't think, yeah. Like, I don't, I don't think all, but like much more so than is like, you know. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, so many stories from the nineties about. <laughs> Clinton was probably injecting some child's blood. <laughs> yeah and like uh, well, and i mean even like um like the evangelical republicans of the 90s um like newt gingrich is like the perfect example uh yeah so anyway <laughs> um yeah i mean well yeah uh trump is it's... very clearly on uppers and uh sundowning um which honestly but he can, like, but he could still run circles around Biden. Like that's becoming very clear. Oh yeah. It, Biden's entire argument was that he would, he's like the best to take on Trump, and the polls are like barely showing that. He has like some like stick to miss in the polls, but yeah. Um, I mean, this, at the, the polls same are, time, the polls, polls are too are close showing, for comfort either way. They're also they also show Bernie beating Trump in way more states. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's that. Yeah, I, I, um, not putting too much faith in polls. Uh, yeah, especially like, uh, you know, with Sanders' support, right, uh, is designed to be like, like his pol- whole political strategy is about like a major poll shock, right? So it's yeah. going to be actually really hard to to keep track of how he's doing necessarily. Well, the fact that he has like significant support that registers at all is, um, yeah. I feel I mean, like, that, I you feel have like to that's look, an accomplishment. Yeah, and then like you look at his donors, and it's like, okay, um, like none of these people are being polled, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah none no, of these was, people. None of these people would ever count as likely voters. Uh, none of these people have landlines. You know, uh, I certainly is, wouldn't consider volunteering or donating to literally any of the other candidates. Yeah, well, and um, more importantly, uh, very few other people think that way too. So, yeah, uh, um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's clear, it's becoming clear that Sanders has a lot more momentum than, uh, you know, has been uh, acknowledged by by the media. I mean, and it's crazy, you know, because like it's, just like Warren is the candidate of like white privilege and like totally writing off voters of color. Her whole backstory about uh, Native American heritage uh, and like the way that that's completely been swept under the rug as if it's like not even important is ridiculous. Yeah, and absolutely. I mean, uh, uh, I think that's like. Not like, only that, the most noticeable thing about our coalition is just like how white professional managerial class it is. And, you know, now, and but since it's her, people are sort of like writing that off as like a non-issue. Like we, we have to push her through and then voters of color will fall in line because they'll see that she's the strongest candidate. It's, so paternalistic, so yeah. fucked up. Well, the, especially the, the party is tree burning in twenty sixteen. The party has always treated uh, like yeah voters of color so paternalistically. Yeah, um, you uh, well, and, and it's based on like the crude operation that they have nowhere else to go. Right, their their, yeah. their party loyalty is what allows the Democratic Party to abuse them. So um, what else are you going to do? Not vote is the answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I mean is is how Trump won. Uh, oh, yeah. Like, I think the biggest thing is uh, understanding that uh, depressed uh, Midwest black turnout is what caused the uh, you know the the uh, destruction of the blue wall. Uh, yeah, I could see else. it happening again. <laughs> we Joe are... Biden doesn't even seem as like robust as Hillary Clinton. <laughs> No, yeah, I mean, and he he seems like twice as sleazy, and yeah, yeah, it, it's it seems bad for him uh, in a general. I'll be honest, it seems really bad for him. <laughs> the verdict is in, not good. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we got a surprise drop in. Welcome surprise. back. It's Grant. It's me from every other episode of the show. Yeah, he's back. 
You thought he was gone, but <laughs> thought I thought I got fired for violating my uh, my blockchain boys NDA. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I hold all the power in this yeah. relationship. <laughs> yeah, Snakeskin uh, is still a co-host. Um, yes, believe believe it or not, allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> Snakeskin is allegedly a co-host. Uh, so. Uh, one thing we really wanted to talk about is uh, just the experience of, I think, working in Silicon Valley. I don't know. It's so it's so great because you get people who are ostensibly smart around you. <laughs> you, yeah. There's a there's a certain like, uh, how do I put it? I think maybe just with the professional, the particular brand of professional environment that you work in there's like also an expectation of everyone being having like some kind of expertise or whatever and um something that uh personally i learned through experience or at least i'm like frequently reminded of through experience is that um having some sort of expertise does not mean <laughs> that you are uh uh, that you have like good ideas or uh, understand <laughs> things or people very well. Um, yeah. It's called nerd theory. Definitely like. It, yeah, exactly. People, yeah, I mean, people figured this out by the time that like uh, Freaks and Geeks was, uh, was yeah. popular. <laughs> and it's not just techies, because like I, I just work with like yuppies and like they have like no emotional intelligence. Sure, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Uh, or yeah, like I don't know. Like, there's definitely like like part of me just wants to scream like work at a grocery store for a year before you can like <laughs> yeah. say anything at all. <laughs> sure. <laughs> People oh. went straight into high powered careers. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like twenty two year old like directors of anything are like the most intolerable <laughs> dumbasses. Oh, that's the best. Like the certain like rosy cheeked manager playing like the, like the high school class ring or whatever yeah yeah it's like johnny pemberton's character and in, in the loop <laughs> yes <laughs> exactly um yeah so uh so so grant you you have you have a guy like this that you told me a bit about before yeah he's uh, th this guy is um how do you put it he's he's not uh like an older guy, but he's not, he's not like, you know, fresh out of college or anything. He's mm -hmm. older than I am, but he's probably, Oh man, that's so sad. I, I am probably in his 40s. your age or younger. No, <laughs> wait, he's in I his forties. Yeah. He's like, he's a dad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Continue. Okay. This is... Jay's, Jay's shock requires some context. I think, <laughs> um, <laughs> the first, <laughs> um, I only started having to work with this guy very closely like a couple months ago, a few months ago is probably like the first, the first time that I learned something about him that did not have to do with work. Um, which is that he, uh, he is like anti reading. He's like actively <laughs> anti reading. Um, and I don't mean that he like thinks it's unfun or annoying. Uh, he thinks that like <laughs> he said on multiple occasions, he's been like, I can't believe it's 2019. We still have to read like, <laughs> like not books, just in general. <laughs> he is, uh, <laughs> and I mean, uh, hey, just zap it straight to my noggin, right? If it's worth exactly. Noggin. I mean, we should, yeah, we should be, we should be getting knowledge, uh, just like beamed in via, uh, Elon Musk like brain chips by now yeah and correct why, why me if siri dictate to me and correct me if i'm wrong this guy works in r d right yeah <laughs> he knows he knows a lot more like technical stuff than i do yeah but like like like, like if they automated uh, reading okay i see what you're getting at <laughs> <laughs> he would have no job <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. automation will save the work he, but he he his only reason that I've heard him give for for being like against the concept of reading, <laughs> like the act of reading, yeah, is that uh he um he asserted the first time that this came up in conversation, 
he and another coworker of mine got into like a little bit of a row about it. And he he might this this coworker <laughs> defending this reading. <laughs> well, yeah, this anti-reading guy is not like uh, he <laughs> you know he doesn't like anger easily or anything. He's not like an argumentative guy. Um, but this other guy is like a sort of I don't know reddity debate me type guy and. Um, <laughs> Is like the sort of like yeah Sensual I know parent. like if you like if you hear yeah absolutely like the um the like insistently wrong guy and the guy who is like who has no investment in the argument but can't stop himself from getting involved. <laughs> it's, it's a classic a, duo. It's yeah. the Punisher. That's the <laughs> <laughs> they got they had a they had a long conversation about this like <laughs> three feet away from me. <laughs> this, this the anti-reading guy sits next to me. Um, uh-huh. We got a, we had a conversation about this. Um, they excuse me. They had a conversation about this right next to me, and uh, the um, main sort of like as far as you know, the the other guy was making him bring up evidence or whatever, or like a reason for being anti-reading. And he was like, well, it's bad for your eyes. And he's, I mean, the other guy is like, what you mean like, like if you, you know, reading like text is too small or like in the dark or whatever, like that's, no, that's, it's actually like a myth that, that, that that's like, that the eye strain can cause permanent damage if you're like, you know, reading in the dark or whatever. And uh, he was like, no, it's just like, just like reading is like, like it can, like it can hurt your eyes when you read long or whatever. <laughs> And he was like, and the other guy is like, why do you think that? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I don't know. He's like, you've, you've, you've never read J.K. Rowling, have you? That's the, that's the <laughs> ultimate. That's like, the, that's, like, that's like drawing Exodia is being like, <laughs> I don't know why I think this, but I just do. But I'm not going to stop. <laughs> yeah. it was, it was extreme, it's an extremely powerful move uh, against people who... Uh, care about facts and evidence. <laughs> yeah. It's the only thing that would have been able to stop Socrates, for sure. It's like, Absolutely. why do you think that's true? I don't know. I don't care, really. Yeah. <laughs> like, sounds awesome so far. Why, sorry, why, like, uh, I, I'm interested in your, your anti-reading position. Like, you said that it, it can cause damage to your eyes. Why exactly do you think that? Oh, my God. Why are you guys obsessed with why I think that? <laughs> You guys need to chill out. <laughs> you guys are making a big thing about how there's no evidence for it. I just believe it, okay? I mean, honestly, the this combination, the combination of uh, yeah, what happened the, to live and let live. The insistently, <laughs> the insistently wrong guy and the the Reddit guy who like really cares about like yeah, like the baby <laughs> type shit. Yeah, yeah is like really the most powerful combination of guys to be at work with. (laughs) (laughs) It absolutely is. (laughs) Uh, A lot of, yeah, a lot of, uh, a lot of knowledge being gained by osmosis there. Just from from witnessing these clashes of the Titans. (laughs) Honestly, like I think about these two guys who are in every tech office and (laughs) And I think about like all the people who are like talk who talk about like San Francisco as being like the modern Florence or or Athens, you know. Yeah, that painting of the uh, of the school at Athens. You're just so much, so many powerful minds in one place. Like you just, it's just a, yeah. It's like the the concentrate like the IQ per square foot is just through the roof. And it's, I just think about every hentai shirt I've seen in my life. Exactly. <laughs> Like every, yeah, every lanyard for every yeah. Faku lanyard or whatever. Every, yeah, like, exactly. Every <laughs> every Faku lanyard holding like an Apple ID badge, <laughs> of which there have been a few. Uh, oh yeah. And and it's like, man, this is. You don't have to be it's like so cool. People think everyone here is a genius. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to be near like a tech campus or whatever for that. People will no. wear those like when they go out to lunch or whatever. Like it'll be downtown yeah. and see people with those. In the, the Faku lanyards. And what is it with wearing the badge on the? It makes you look like a high school freshman. <laughs> That's the point. It absolutely does. <laughs> I, I like. I I cannot imagine any like anyone that I've talked to about that that has to wear not a lanyard but has to have like a an ID yeah. thing themselves. Like, like I can't imagine someone uh, either 
being like I, either being like I love this lanyard thing I gotta wear this as like an accessory but like I also can't even picture someone being neutral on it like <laughs> like it, it is you, you gotta be actively embarrassed about it or it's a bad look yeah well it's part of the whole thing where they're just infantilized in every part of their work environment oh yeah definitely um yeah I mean like fucking the Google campus has a barber <laughs> <laughs> Does it really? Yeah. I didn't even know that. That's not surprising. But that's very. Oh, you know what? Oh, <laughs> I've seen. I saw. Give, give me the Kim Jong Un haircut. Not. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I saw one time. Uh, I forgot where it was because I was just like I was just driving to work and you pass up so many like identical campuses that are like oh, it. Yeah. But um. Outside of one of these campuses was uh, uh, <laughs> a truck that's like it's, it's, it was like an RV. It was you know, but it was it was painted to look like a, a, a bus or a truck or whatever that belonged to like a business that had this big logo on the side that was a uh, oh god I can't remember the name of it, but it was like a, a mobile haircut mobile. Oh, like, I've seen that. Yeah, <laughs> like you get. You walk ten feet outside the entrance to your work, and then you hop on the bus, and then they give you a new do. So yeah, you don't trustworthy. That the the barber truck, the uh, the the on-site barber, is as close as you can on-site get <laughs> to um, like forcibly like like bathing your employees with a fire hose. <laughs> it, it feels like the same. It's as uh, close as you can get without violating labor laws, I think. Yeah, it feels, uh, yeah. It, it reminds me of, um, I, I guess reminds, is it, like it, it makes me think of the same thing that I think of and like, what would it be like to work on a cruise ship? <laughs> <laughs> there, like, wow. you, like, you just can't leave. I just thought about so like in terms of like like the way cities develop around like yuppie interests, which uh, San Jose almost exclusively has it done that, <laughs> and it is like <laughs> I think you're uh, you're right. It's so infantilizing. Like yuppies love to be treated like a big dumb baby. It's like their yeah. favorite thing. Well, even even was like oh here's a cute little mural for you. Like they they now, ref- now, they now all you can ref- live here. They all refer to like food as noms. <laughs> God. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the, the like I think we've talked about that specifically on the show before. Just the, like awful infantilizing marketing, yeah. Specifically, it's like, supposedly like, like like I'm I'm told people my age are into this, and apparently like like I didn't the, know that uh, until I started working in white collar jobs, and they absolutely are. It's really bad. <laughs> yeah, like all the like loading messages on Discord and stuff like that. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. Yeah, yikes! It's like um, you know our. Train monkeys have to pick up some bits and bites and bring them to your com- like you get it. Yeah, <laughs> like, come yeah, on, absolutely. <laughs> the, you the, can just say loading. It's a if that's allowed. One of my favorite things uh, like that is uh, is just the amount of Monty Python references and everything. Oh no, um, yeah. which is something I've noticed. I, I'm trying to remember. Well, I, I was I was taking like a, I was doing one of those um, online coding things called Code Academy. Uh, um, yeah, I've used that. Yeah. And I, uh, it's pretty good, but I, I, talk, I was I was taking lessons in Python, sure. And like, so many exercises were like fucking uh, Holy Grail references. Oh yeah, like that... it's it's insane, and it, and it makes me feel like I'm like the movie's fine, whatever. I bet it is like <laughs> deeply alienating how into it it seems to be. Like Silicon Valley workers are supposed to be. Star Wars is a big one. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. And it feels even more so than Monty Python, like a thing that's like, like that's something that everyone ages like three and up knows about, but we're treating it like a sort of little inside joke thing. It's yeah. like, calm down. <laughs> hey, you little piggies love this like, shit, don't you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, do you want to move some? Uh, do you want to move some files from the computer on the Death Star over to the like repository that's on the, the Star Destroyer? Oh, that's. Like, <laughs> That's so disappointing to hear out loud. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you laugh, you laugh, but that's someone's that was someone's real job on the Star Destroyer. So <laughs> you learn real life skills like that. That's cool, man. I'm glad. <laughs> More awful than you ever thought. Yeah. 
I feel like a lot of the dumb guy stuff is cut down. So like like the place I worked at until recently, I was like the only the the only guy working there, mm-hmm. and it really cuts down on the dumb guy shit. <laughs> like, Less of the like nerd jock vibe. Oh yeah, none none of that. Uh, I mean, there's there's still stuff that was like whatever. Uh, I think the funniest <laughs> example I could think of is. Um, uh, there's a gal that worked as like the assistant to my boss, uh, okay. who, uh, who was getting married. Um, I think it might've been her second marriage and like was completely unceremonial about it. She's like, I'm going to the courthouse. I'm getting the paper. We're just sorting this out. Sure. It, it, I mean, it was clearly like a health insurance marriage. You know what I mean? Okay, sure. Like they've, they've been together forever. <laughs> they don't really care about marriage. <laughs> okay but you know you you do it because you gotta yeah um yeah. but uh i had this other coworker who's like 23 24 uh who was not willing to accept that premise for any marriage <laughs> oh no <laughs> kept, like, <laughs> kept talking about how she wants to like throw a bachelorette party oh, for this coworker. god <laughs> oh man that rules yeah uh, it was pretty funny and it was like like just like somehow just completely unable to get the hint and like no one wanted to tell her that like Susie does not care about getting married <laughs> uh, <laughs> man that's uh that's pretty good and then what happened was towards the end uh a uh, a guy from another office like moved to ours, uh-huh. so he there be, it became a two man office, and um, I guess what it's the, the and what they say is true. Uh, two guys cannot <laughs> work together without like immediately not getting along. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> he, Was like, he also making a big deal about this woman's wedding? No, he wasn't. He was not <laughs> making a big deal about anything other than like. Showing up to work late and getting away with it and uh, listening to techno. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and, oh, so, like, like he worked in, like, agriculture development or something. Okay. He always would, like, bring, like, these n- gnarly smelling meals and eat at his desk, like, right <laughs> next to me. Nice. <laughs> um, and for listeners who don't know me, I have a, what you call misophonia. Um, uh-huh. It's just, like so many bad sounds and smells and like uh, a bunch of other stuff just coming from this guy's desk. Just and not a great sensory experience and unlike, <laughs> overall. Unlike how most people eat meals at their desk, which is just like 12 and like eat while they're working. He would just sure. like, eat somehow over the course of the entire day. Like <laughs> a meal. <laughs> oh and, my like, God. He would, he like, would, a, like multiple courses. He would come in. Is, is it like he would bring like a lunchbox and just snack on it throughout the day? Yeah, kind of. Like he he would he would give it. He would come in and he would um he would give uh or like he would I would count how many carrots he brought with him because <laughs> the carrots were the loudest thing, right? Sure, yeah, like how many? And so I just, I just like I, well, what am I getting into here? Yeah, right. I would count the carrots. And somehow there, he would in, always have more than I thought. Oh, <laughs> you, like, like while you're not, I while you're not looking. <laughs> yeah. Just when I thought it was safe, this motherfucker would come in with like a fourth carrot. And I'm like, what the fuck? And he would eat it over the course of like 20 minutes. Oh my God. <laughs> Nibbling on it like a rabbit. But somehow always <laughs> chewing. It was the worst. It was That's the, an incredible I, feat. And so, like, I would I would wear headphones a lot, basically, while I was yeah. working. And then one time, I guess I was listening to it just loud enough that he could hear it a little. <laughs> and he like tapped my shoulder, and I was listening to like 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 heavier music. Sure. And so, like, the rest of the week, like, was just like him going on about like like basically like an adult man version of "Hey, you a rocker, huh?" Oh my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> 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 oh man i love that i don't know how old this guy is but like old, old people like love to learn a thing about you yes and that's it 
The thing is, he wasn't even <laughs> like, old. He was like maybe five years older than me. That's wild. Yeah. This is so funny. It's like the opposite thing with, with my coworker. <laughs> <who> <laughs> yeah. Like a but, child. Was, but it is such an old man thing to be like, like, like he heard me listening to like hardcore music and was just like, oh, this guy like fucking loves metal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Man, that's, that becomes like your thing at the office. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. so good. Like, I, like, he'd be like, watch out, he's going to start a mosh pit. Oh, my God. Oh, speaking, speaking of music. <laughs> yeah. I should, I should. Oh, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause I, have guy, another, I have another story to tell about my guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> he asked me um, when we were just sitting at our desk, sort of downtime, I guess, um, asked what is a sort of variant on the like desert islands disc question where he said if you were trapped on a desert island and you could have two different artists and you'd have their their whole you know their whole discography is available to you rather than the usual like some number of albums or whatever like if you could pick two artists who would they be i was like i don't know my uh I, I I sort of hemmed and hawed and I thought about it and I gave like a half answer or whatever and and he turns to you and just like, says little no. peep in quest love. <laughs> God, I wish. No, yeah. I <laughs> you're you're drastically overestimating where the story's going. <laughs> Snake skin. <laughs> I <laughs> so I told him I don't I I, uh, I I guess like you know maybe I said like talking heads and I don't know some other thing. And I, I don't know. It's too hard. I just have to think about it some more. And I asked him if he had like an answer in mind. He was like, no, I'd, I'd, have, to, I'd have to think about it some more. <laughs> I was like, all right, if you're going to ask that, you sort of have to have an answer lined up, right? But, <laughs> but I was like, fair enough. And uh, I left into his devices and I thought that our conversation was just over. Uh, I, I didn't think he was giving that any more thought. But then without exaggeration, probably like 20 or 30 minutes later, <laughs> he, uh, he comes back and says, uh, you know, I was, I was thinking about it and, uh, I would pick, Oh no, you know what? When I, when I first asked the question, he thought about it a little and was like, maybe something by, uh, Beethoven, like <laughs> just something by Beethoven. I was, I was like, Oh, okay. I didn't know he was well, like, I, I think what classical happened is guy. He didn't. He didn't know who the Talking Heads were. He's a classical this guy. He just is, launched one part of the above, time. This is above me. I really need a smart guy answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a smart something smart listen guys to. listen to. <laughs> yeah, Beethoven. Classical music, Beethoven. Yeah. Um, I was <laughs> oh, like, oh, okay. Easy. It's easy like, to I mean, be smart at work. Yeah. Come on. And like, I didn't. I didn't push him. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't needle him about it. But I was like, okay. And then I kind of left it opened for him to yeah. be like, you know, because I particularly like this recording or whatever. And he just sort of trailed off. <laughs> okay. But I think he's like, I think something by Beethoven. Beethoven's good. And That's later, funny. later, Maybe he was talking about the soundtrack to the Beethoven movie, <laughs> the dog. <laughs> it seems possible. Yeah. Yeah. So Wait till you find out what the other one is. <laughs> 20 or 30 minutes later. Um, I'm, he he comes back unprompted and says, "You know what? I thought about I thought more about the question, and I think, um, you know what? Uh, I think uh, Family Guy probably. Yeah, <laughs> the soundtrack to Family Guy has some good stuff on it. The and I was like, the Family Guy. And I was like, so the thing that like I know, I know him well enough at this point to know he's not joking. Like the big band." <laughs> Frank, Frank Sinatra so, like ripoff stuff. Well, that, yeah, I, I was like, oh, okay, they do a lot of like musical comedy sort of stuff, stuff like that. And he's like, yeah, or like uh, Stewie deal, doing uh, like "Come Sail Away." <laughs> I was like, all right, <laughs> like not even original music, just like Seth MacFarlane doing uh, doing cover songs. Yeah. The Peter Griffin uh, MC Hammer cover. Yeah, yeah. Or like the, the guy. <laughs> <laughs> I knew, what I should have done uh, for his 
uh, own good is just introducing to that YouTube channel of the guy that does the like, uh, yeah, yeah, like Stu Griffin covering Eminem. Yeah, yeah. You, you should show him the Bart man. He'd lose his mind. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, I, I guess that's his shit. Is uh, yeah. I love that his favorite like... parts of Family Guys. It seems. Are are the parts that they would obviously do to like fill minutes because they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, His favorite like, part of where, like Stewie sings the entire song of "Come Sail Away." Yeah, exactly. Or like they, like his favorite part of the Simpsons of episode jokes. is like the <laughs> yeah. season thirty-two. We just need a check. Like the like the <laughs> like the best part of the episode of the Simpsons is like the five-minute-long couch gag. Yeah. Like, whereas clearly they just didn't have a full episode there. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's that. That's that guy's. That's that anti-reading guy's uh, sort of cultural taste. If that's what you were wondering. That's a family guy. That's like um, like an equally like nerd guy, uh, like nerd dumb guy response is like being like a weird owl, weird owl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He d- his band can play like every type of music, which yeah. makes him so, like, the greatest what? musician on earth, right? Because <laughs> you exactly. listen to Michael Jackson, you and got you know it. what? You want to listen to? <laughs> and you know what? He can. Uh, there's a a reverent quality to it because he has the he has the polka covers. Then uh-huh. there's also a transformative quality. So he, <laughs> he respects the work and he understands it. But he's also like, let's dig into this a little. <laughs> yeah, let's see what's just... underneath the surface of like a virgin. Like, what if I said, what if it was about a surgeon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, he's he's really academic, I think, in his in his artistry. Yeah, yeah, because really, a parody song is sort of a is itself a reading of that song, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of like like he writes the lyrics, but that song was already there. Weird Al's the Marxist pick. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly. That's what we're trying to hone in on. Yeah, I mean, he he clearly has a proletarian sensibility. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, he's not averse to nationalism when he makes songs like Canadian Idiot, uh, so or Genius in France. You know. Oh yeah, um, and that one's a classic. That one, yeah. uh, I, I would, I would probably respect that guy way more if he said that he would bring a recording of Poodle Hat <laughs> to the, uh, the desert island. <laughs> Weird Al's like, I guess my two poles <laughs> are like Poodle Hat, fifth most popular album. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I named two songs from Poodle Hat just now. I guess that was like his Bush era album. Uh, Can- Canadian idiots later. We don't need to get into this. But. Oh, that is straight out of Linwood. You're right. Excuse me. Uh, but it did I was have, thinking uh, of straight, straight out of Linwood. Uh, Poodle Hat has, does have Genius in France, and it has the Eminem parody, and it has the song that Ben Folds is on. So, wow. I mean, yeah. I mean, what more could you want? An underrated classic, I think. Those, yeah. are, both, uh, those are both the Bush era Weird Al albums. Too. Yes. Yeah, they are. Explains their hostility to Canada and France. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, the uh, the the Francosphere was outraged at him. <laughs> you know, you, you, uh, you wolves don't lose a, uh, sleep over the opinions of sheep. Weird Al said about that. Yeah, and I'm the wolf in this scenario. You <laughs> <laughs> had to clarify. Pointing to self. <laughs> <laughs> Me, wolf. You, sheep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you got any good uh, dumb coworker stories, Snakeskin? Uh, I don't even know if they're good. It, I just have uh, one who was like um, definitely uh, looking for any opportunity to share the fact that they intended to cross the picket line. When- <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow, that's bold. What? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, yeah. It, also, it also happens to be just like the most annoying person. Of course. Well, I, I can't just, imagine. Yeah. yeah. A pick me, uh, picket line crossing nerd. You say yeah. it's, uh, it's annoying? <laughs> really? Always, always crossing, crossing the threshold of my, um, of yeah. my cubicle <laughs> to the point where I, I want to put up like the, uh, <laughs> those like uh, grocery store line things where you, 
<laughs> just paint some yellow lines on the ground yeah. that like stop him in place yeah <laughs> that's incredible i nope. yeah uh it always sucks to have coworkers that uh suck but like don't give you good stories like yeah i do have the one very good very good yeah. bad coworker, but yeah. uh uh you know it's not like there aren't others <laughs> that are just like yeah he just basically sucks <laughs> um, uh, the, there was there was one other thing that I wanted to share about this one guy, um, and it's not really a story so much, it, but he um, has this habit where um, <laughs> he will be uh, someone will be talking to him, telling like some sort of story, and he'll be he'll be looking at you like in the eye and smiling, sort of like just like typical smile, nod along or whatever, and. Uh, at the end, he'll say, that's awesome, in a way that just makes it very obvious he was not listening at all. I love that. I, well, way- I, I, I actually, I use that. I use that when this, this, this person in question tries to talk to me, and they just don't get the cue. Honestly, it's a pretty good method. They never pick up on it, and like I have to get like progressively more cold. (laughs) (laughs) This guy is like the like almost the opposite method, though, where it's not like a not like (laughs) cold shoulder thing. It's like he's giving you like your full attention, and then just like at the end, hits you with that to like make it like I I don't even know if it's intentional or not because like everything else about him suggests that it's just a thing he does. But like, it seems to work out in this way. Like, why would you ever tell that guy a story again? Like, some guy, <laughs> one of our other coworkers mentioned to him that <laughs> that he had stepped in cat shit outside and had to like had to like bang his shoe against the curb to get her off or whatever, and that's why he was late. And he's like, "That's awesome." <laughs> he's like. <laughs> The other guy was just like stopped dead in his tracks. Like, how do you respond? He's like, it's not awesome. I stepped in cat shit. Yeah, and he just kind of laughs it off. That rules, I, man. Oh, yeah. I think if employed well, it's an incredibly powerful move. <laughs> it's king shit. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I, I uh, honestly, like, uh, <laughs> though, though he definitely, definitely is not uh, not one of the more not one of the guys who comes <laughs> off the most book smart out of my coworkers. Probably, probably, uh, probably among the least annoying. <laughs> like yeah. I don't know. Would you like if they weren't there together? Would you rather have to spend time with with the no with the anti reading guy or the guy who wants to debate you about why reading's good? <laughs> Oh yeah, no that's like guy, no competition. No brain. <laughs> Literally. The yeah, the, <laughs> the anti guy like clearly is like also just like a genuinely interesting person. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's true. Like you feel like there's something underneath that at least. The debate okay. reading guy is like I already know everything I need to know about this guy. Oh for any, sure. Any other information about him I am actively hostile to. <laughs> Uh, yeah that's that's what goes in in your your in your profile yeah that one fact nothing else so one thing i was thinking about recently is um uh you know uh i think it's no secret at this point that i think uh this country is on the uh, verge of a imminent collapse oh absolutely uh, um i was so i was was, i've been i've been reading about uh uh the uh, the chinese warlord period Okay. Uh, to kind of give me a, like if, if if the U.S. balkanizes, like what can what can we really expect, right? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of what I was thinking, and um, man, uh, it, it 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 had me thinking about like who the warlords in different regions of the United States would like become, right? Uh huh. Oh, okay. So is this going to be your version of like uh, splitting California into five states, guy? Uh, sort of, I mean, like, like all territory is like up for grabs. It's like, who can conquer it? And like, you already know who the Minnesota warlord's going to be. <laughs> Just, for Jesse sure, Ventura. Jesse Ventura. Yeah, it's Jesse Ventura. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, well, and I was thinking like, well, like no one's going to be able to keep all of California. There's too many really powerful people here. 
uh, and um and so like like uh you know you think about like and you look at like the political leadership and it's like okay like the only like politician politician i can see becoming a warlord is willie brown <laughs> he wouldn't okay. have the temperament for it are you kidding? I, I think he absolutely has the temperament for it. I, well, let, let's let's look at some change his outfit too many times. Okay, but that's exactly <laughs> that's Notoriously don't change let's, their outfits. Let's talk about let's talk about the Chinese. He has that big red coat. <laughs> Here we go. So so one of the one of the greatest uh, uh, Chinese warlords was uh, Zhang Zhongcheng, um, the uh, the dog meat general. Okay, uh, he was named that. Um, because uh, I guess there's like a gambling game in China called Eating Dog Meat, and he was uh, famously addicted to gambling. I see. I have, this, I have this list of basic facts about him, right? <laughs> this guy, by Basie the way, Brown. Like, 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 basically, this guy, like, in a, if he was born in a different time and, and circumstance, uh, he would have been like a rapper or a... Oh, or a undoubtedly. Or a professional wrestler or, or something like that, right? Boxer. He's a larger-than-life kind of guy. Yeah, so he's nicknamed the three don't knows because he didn't know how large his army <laughs> was, how large his treasury was, or how large his harem was. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> <laughs> G shit. Yeah. Uh, he, he, accidentally, he accidentally shot the cousin of former Chinese Emperor Pu Yi while cleaning his rifle. It was most likely because. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like one of Donald Trump's sons. Oh like, my god! Here's the thing: Trump would have been a warlord for sure. <laughs> I mean, I guess so. So, if we're identifying the uh, potential modern day warlords of the United States, okay. Uh, he also claimed his penis was as long as a stack of eighty-six <laughs> silver dollars. Eighty-six, <laughs> which is uh, which is about <laughs> nine, nine and a third inches. It would. <laughs> It wouldn't have been, first of all, a third inch. Nine point three one inches. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry, I thought you were reading from something that said nine and a third. Is that but, canon? Like he he thought it, he thought it would be not believable or something if he had said like ninety or a hundred. <laughs> well, I mean, it does really come come through that like he probably did measure it right with silver he dollars must, with eighty six. I mean, yeah. Like, there's no way. There's, there's no way that he did not actually do that. This fool also wrote poetry, by the way. Oh my um, god! He, yeah, here's a poem about bastards. You tell me <laughs> to do this. He tells me to do that. You are all bastards. Go fuck your mother. <laughs> fuck um, yeah! <laughs> That's the whole poem. Yeah. Here's one. <laughs> here's one called lightning. I saw lightning in the sky. It's like God wants to get lit. If God isn't lighting up, then why is there lightning? <laughs> what? Is that incredible or what? <laughs> oh my God. This guy um, here, Here's a great one. After seeing a basketball game for the first time, he allegedly asked, why the hell are they fighting over a single ball? We're the hosts. <laughs> are we seriously this poor? And then he ordered all the players be given their own basketball. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i love that does that mean i mean like that means no one was willing to explain to him how the game of basketball went. Like, no like, they would die yeah no it's not just that he didn't get it by watching it like if if no one explained it to you maybe <laughs> either but like no no one could explain it to him because because they would just die. Oh my god. That I wonder rolled. if he'd also bring this guy, yeah, guy this, soundtrack to a, a desert island. This guy's a, this guy's a pretty classic <laughs> dumb boss. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I'm, I'm trying to find his name. Uh, but there was one guy who was like known as like the, the best thinker of all the warlords. Okay. And he claimed to have an ideology that was a synthesis of. Um... <laughs> it's uh, funny. Uh, it was like a synthesis of like. Oh, it was Yan Zishan. Um, hang on. Uh, I, I find it this right now. It was a. This guy had warlord mentality. 
<laughs> He's the thinking man's warlord. Yeah. Uh, he called himself the model governor. Um, okay. A kinder, gent- gentler warlord. <laughs> he, uh, he he claimed it was a uh, it was a synthesis of democracy, militarism, individualism, capitalism, socialism, communism. <laughs> Imperialism, universalism, anarchism, oh. and Confucian paternalism. He's you the only real done. centrist. Not even close to done. Oh my god. <laughs> no. Yeah. He basically claimed to be like, like he was basically the weird owl of ideology. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I can do all of them. His his warmongering was sort of his polka medley of all of these ideologies. <laughs> yeah. Spreading his spreading his warlord brain he um yeah he's the the only guy who could figure out how imperialism is at all compatible with like anarchism so the first guy's like a (laughs) the first guy's like a classic uh dumb boss this guy is like a self-help book guy (laughs) yeah oh my god yeah well so that's the thing is i think um in in southern california i think marianne williamson is like really well positioned to be a warlord Oh, I could see it. <laughs> the thing is, so like the guy who would have definitely locked that place down uh, has uh-huh. since been driven from power because it was Harvey Weinstein. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't really know any other studio executive that could like do that the way like, you know. Like, sure, yeah. Um, in terms of like the Bay Area. Yeah. So I think Willie Brown is a potential one. Okay. Um, I think I think Elon Musk would be, but he would like immediately suffer a mutiny kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Your state sucks, bro. Yeah, I think you, I feel like, like I feel like Peter Peter Thiel would be like a good I was, spoiler. That was absolutely who I was getting to. Definitely. Peter Thiel <laughs> has been preparing to fight the government his entire He's life. Been, <laughs> so this has been his like you know just ongoing background project. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Has been positioning himself for this specific scenario. His res is he has the best warlord CV of anyone in the United States of America. <laughs> Absolutely, he's more than qualified. Yeah, and he's got this, he, and he's also got um, Elon Musk's apartheid energy. He's just like perfect. <laughs> Man, I yeah, mean, I fucking, mean, you like, probably you a, probably do need. He, uh, I mean, like of the people who like want to live forever too. He's got like the vampire thing. He's oh got... yeah, yeah. And I feel like that could feed into the uh, like you just need that sort of cult element, right? And yeah. so like it's really as simple as him promising that to his uh, his his uh, horde, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You if stick with me and you'll have access to my blood, boys. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> And I promise like, we will not make you a blood boy. He, he immediately like burns down Stanford and Cal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my God. <laughs> not the Stanford blood bank though. Yeah. yeah the, I mean, <laughs> the thing is, is like, I think like Sheldon Adelson will like take over the Southwest like entirely pretty immediately. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. What do you guys think about uh, What about a, uh, a, uh, uh, Joe Arpaio. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, I feel like he would, like, work with... Uh, who's, the, who's that guy who's the black Joe Arpaio? Oh, wow. Um, the what? sheriff guy. Uh, what, God, yeah. what is his name? Wow, that was, like, a big deal for a second. His like, I think like a lot like of, like... Black Joe Arpaio. <laughs> he is, though. Like, I think he <laughs> really? would, he would he call himself this. that. He was like the he was the Milwaukee sheriff, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, it sounds only vaguely familiar. I have you have a much better recall for this type of guy than I do. David Clark. <laughs> David Clark. David yeah, Clark. I feel like he has less okay. of a constituency than he thinks he does. Uh, I don't know. I've heard like like he's like the weirdly the most cited guy of like young conservatives I've encountered in like. That's oh, really? Insane. Yeah. Insanely cool. <laughs> <laughs> 
he would release a fucking uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i mean he's already got that warlord energy he's got like 500 different like military patches on that's true he absolutely does he has like the crazy like like rough rider hat yeah he's <laughs> he definitely wears warlord costumes yeah. yeah well which suggests that he's uh in a different way than peter he's also been preparing for a scenario exactly like this like he's like He's probably the type of guy that, um, like Peter Thiel's been doing all this sort of shady underground stuff that, like, in preparation. Whereas this I is the guy who, like, thinks that just based on his everyday lifestyle, he would be prepared for this. Yeah. He's like a doomsday prepper type guy. Yeah. Like I mean, a, in, like, in, in, that, in that thinking, I, the South Bay has so many pushovers that I feel like it would be, like, martial law under Lori <laughs> Smith. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think, I mean, honestly... Well, the thing also with Peter Thiel is, like, I think he could easily convince, like, Mark Zuckerberg to be, like, his, to, like, <laughs> to fund him. Sure, right? yeah. They have a long-standing relationship. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I, my money is on Peter Thiel being our warlord. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, I guess. What if Jay Leno was a warlord? That'd be pretty funny. <laughs> Me, yeah. oh, me, me, because because Sundar could just like lie in the shadows, and get other people to do his work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't think <laughs> like I think I think um, Sundar. I think uh, uh, Tim Co- Tim Cook. Are they're just gonna like kind of they want to take a role with whoever is gonna be in charge? Yeah, they'd rather be the the vice president and the vice warlord. Yeah, whatever. well, they just want to be neutral because like oh, if you're sure. too close to any warlord. Then like and then like another warlord comes in and takes shit over, you're done, right? Like, well, I want to, yeah, exactly. I want to. You don't want to alienate their customers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you brought up Eleno. Who of the late night hosts do you think is best positioned for this? Of the late night hosts, I think, yeah, who I think it's think? probably Conan, because I feel like <laughs> I feel like he has a very, I feel like he has a fan base that is uh, comparable in size to a lot of the other ones, but they have they have a sort of thing similar to the star Wars thing going on where it's like some of them think it's like an underground thing for whatever reason. And I feel like that's like the fervor that you need. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. <laughs> like some, like there's a, there's a minor cultish energy to some of Conan's fans. And I feel like a lot, I feel like a good amount of his jokes sort of play on that. Where what he's about all- like Jimmy Kimmel with like the support of Adam Carolla? Oh my God. <laughs> they, they, they would take over SoCal. They'd be the SoCal warlords. Right. Get Bill Simmons in there too. Oh my God. (laughs) Dr. Drew becomes health minister. (laughs) Joe Rogan, when he. uh... Oh, Joe Rogan would definitely be part of that regime too. Yeah. Joe Rogan might be a good warlord, actually. That's what I was thinking. Like, he could. He'd probably. Mm -hmm. I don't know. He's got the. He's got a sort of vibe of like. He'd be like a good, like, court. But, well, the thing is, is, like, all of those guys would work really well with Sheldon Adelson, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> do we, how do we feel about, like, the Midwest on the Eastern U.S.? Just um, <laughs> it, well, it's, it's so, like, there. Warren Buffett's based in uh, Kansas? Oh, Missouri. yeah. I think he's in Omaha. Nebraska, you're right. Uh, in who's in Missouri? Off. Missouri's a big base of power. Well, then the Waltons, dude. The Waltons. Oh yeah. Um, they definitely have what it takes. They have like a like 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 the headquarters of Walmart is already like a bizarre stronghold, like <laughs> the Forbidden City of Walmart. Yeah, <laughs> like it's so prepared to be like like a, at least like a like a capital, like a state capital. Sure, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the warlord of Chicago would be Ron Emanuel. <laughs> um yeah like like illinois stuff unless like chief keith can pull off an upset <laughs> <laughs> just off of cultural soft power wow <laughs> chief keith the warlord oh man that'd be pretty good i mean like you know like we've been talking about money money's not everything right political powers are not everything you gotta have clout yeah you gotta have yeah. clout to be a warlord absolutely um yeah, I'll have to think about that. Rahm Emanuel is too much of a, like uh Rahm Emanuel like coasts too much on like the softness of the liberal age to get away with like his kind of kind of violence. Sure, yeah. 
Like if if shit goes down, I think he's gone. Really, you know <laughs> you who would? You know so you know who would thrive in this kind of environment because he's mm. done the time. He's served his nickel. Is uh, Rod Blagojevich? <laughs> oh man, <laughs> gone too soon. Gone, but not forgotten. <laughs> Wait, is he dead? What? I thought he was just in jail. He's just in jail. But, but gone. It, but it, <laughs> Gone from being out of jail. <laughs> like I, I think he gets out if if the U.S. collapses, right? Um, well, I mean, there's no more jails, right? Yeah. If the U.S. collapses, then for whatever reason, I don't know. People, I assume there's just mass prison riots. Yeah. Mass prison breaks. Wait, you guys forget that Donald Trump is apparently considering commuting uh, Blagojevich's sentence. Oh my god. <laughs> You're right. That what, I was what's, it, what's his reasoning? Uh, he cool, says but... the Trump called <laughs> Trump called Bogoyevich's sentence unfair, saying that <laughs> come on, <laughs> saying that Bogoyevich's statements you made about that a, up, <laughs> <laughs> saying that Bogoyevich's statements about enriching himself were stupid, but also sort of the the sort of thing that many other politicians say. <laughs> Jesus. Well, so you many other politicians, maybe myself included. Uh, <laughs> yeah, people are saying this, and it's yeah. fine to say it. <laughs> many people are asking me when I'll commute, but Rob will avoid it. America wants to know. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like that gives us a pretty good lay of the land. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, New York seems very up in the air to me. Probably central yeah. government would still kind of too many big personalities. Um, Florida, who would control Florida? Jeez, or, that's or, a good question. Or the South? I don't know, man. Hmm. <laughs> Dolly Parton takes over. Uh, oh Appalachia. hell yeah! Uh, <laughs> oh my god, the city of Dollywood. <laughs> oh no! Dollywood. What about <laughs> Warlord Mike Huckabee, man? Oh Dinner. no, he does not have what it takes to be a warlord. <laughs> he would try. He would absolutely try. Yeah. No, men. you know what? It's probably going to be one of those mega churches that we don't know about. Oh sure, yeah. Oh yeah. Joel Osteen. That, that's a hundred. It's a hundred percent going to be like a Joel Osteen type guy. Yeah. Those are warlords. Yeah. That's a. I, that's so funny. This whole time I was thinking of like, I was like, oh, these guys are kind of like cult leaders, and then we forgot about like the actual cult leaders. <laughs> <who can do this. laughs> oh my god, man! I that that draws like, do you the think, whole uh, thing with Southern California. Maybe the Church of Scientology. Yeah, that's thing. what I was gonna say. Scientology for SoCal. Uh, uh, no, they get LDS they get Sacramento at least. Yeah, that's true. The, the the yeah, Utah would would definitely be just controlled by the Mormons. Uh, <laughs> Utah would stay as is. <laughs> no, no noticeable man, change. <laughs> like you know what? Just for the just to just to for the ease of the thing, like just to keep it easy, uh, we're we're not going to change the stationery or anything either. But like <laughs> officially, it is the church. <laughs> like still says United States on everything, but yeah. like we're not changing anything else. So why bother? <laughs> Warlord Emerald Lagos of Louisiana. <laughs> I feel like that's uh, it's pretty good. That's about it. That's about everybody everywhere, right? Yeah, I think we got it covered. It's pretty much all the people. <laughs> I mean, yeah. uh, well, okay, we do have to address Texas. We have Joel Austin's based out of Texas. Oh, he is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, well, I think I think you I think, think Texas would definitely be split, probably. Sure, right? sure. Yeah, many multi- multiple fiefdoms. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like the idea of Texan identity is so important to Texans that, like, do you think they'd be willing for that, or would it just be a bloodbath until one came out on top? Well, that's true. I don't know. Who's to guess say? We're, guess we're gonna have to find out. Hey, if you're Texan, uh, leave us a comment. <laughs> send us an email. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tell us what you think. Oh, of yeah, absolutely. There. We want to hear your takes on the warlords of the United yes. States. Uh, so yeah, email us. We should set up a yeah. call in line, but we won't. Um, no, that's yeah, that's too much. Um, but you can email us, yeah, at blockchainboystellem.gmail ah, at gmail.com. <laughs> there you go, blockchainboystellem at gmail.com. Uh, what else? Uh, what else I got a new on? dance for y'all called the blockchain boys. <laughs> Craig back three times. Yeah, uh, if yeah. you if you if you come up with a 
a dance that's based on our podcast, please send it to us. <laughs> um, the warlords, yeah, who would be your local warlord uh, and why? Uh, no partial credit. Um, no, okay, we'll give you partial credit. Blockchainboys.com at gmail.com. Uh, we're on Twitter at blockchainboys underscore. Um, I'm on Twitter at flammable grant. Yeah, staying strong at flammable grant. Yeah, I haven't changed my handle in a couple of months now. Yeah, you know, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> if you go back and listen to the old episodes, um, well, I guess you're already listening to this episode, so no use. There was a there was an episode where I said what your handle was, and then, oh yeah, and then I changed it before we by posted the time the it episode. posted, yeah, it was it was different. <laughs> yeah, so well, it probably should have consulted me on that first, but I mean, we won't we won't get caught up on the details. <laughs> this is this is an off show conversation. Yeah, well, <laughs> I probably won't change my handle for another couple of weeks. Grant is still on uh, probation with BCB Innovations, so he really shouldn't be pushing it like he is. It's true. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, uh, I'm too valuable an asset. They cannot fire me, and uh, <laughs> I'm just flexing all that power that I have. Yeah. Um, Snakeskin Dubai. Anything you want to plug? Absolutely not. Okay. Jay's on uh, Twitter also. Yeah, I'm on Twitter. <laughs> I'm on Twitter at Capo Nero. Um, add me to group DMs that you think I might be interested in. <laughs> this guy loves group DMs now. Oh yeah, I'm um, on, uh, I, I'm, I finally made it. I'm in some. I'm in some very pivotal group DMs. Mm-hmm. Um, I pulled group that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if there's much else to say. It. <laughs> Uh, I might have something published. Oh, uh, we didn't talk about this, but there's an interview with me in archive408.com. Oh, yeah, that's right. You should check that out if you're interested in that. Um, oh, yeah. It's about this show. So if you like this yeah. show and you uh, want to read about it. Also, um, some written pieces by me forthcoming on Archive 408. Uh, that's a little bit of a tease. Fun, fun, fun. Um, but I believe, unless... The rug is really pulled out from under me on this. They will be publishing at least one piece by me soon. Um, and I think that's it. Uh, kill your landlord. Bye. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks.